ni sambulu vinakana turangu kina marama na darvo kina ngana elewa ani semati kumaina salani mona libiliva kina kakamboraki bakayadori tikoyani ngo sengatalanga ni ngulavavyora na turangu kina marama mbalina santolu kumbuna mburma sanga kina matanitu vayo kanendo tovata tulousaka Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Michael Cruzan and welcome to another episode of Everyday Fijians where the Everyday Fijian shares the everyday story in the everyday world. Um, of course, it's been a while since our last podcast episode and, but hopefully I do apologize for that once again, of course, due to uni exams and due to just finishing up on my last, um, in the last uh, exam. So um, just to say that I've, I've passed. I passed my two units, so I've got nine more to go, which is a, which I'm thankful for, and I'm really grateful for that. Uh, you know, um, that I'm near the end of the road, of course, when it comes to my uni degree. But anyway, I do hope that in the last uh, podcast that you you took something out of it, that you did enjoy it in some way or some manner, and it just shows that, of course, the everyday Fiji and just sharing the everyday story in the everyday world. But also on top of that, I do hope that with this you new know, podcast that we have. This podcast that we have um, right now is about to come up, um, especially with Keenan Hughes. And the thing with Keenan, he's um, he's an up-and-coming basketball. Also on top of that, of course, you know, leaving the shores of tropical Fiji and going to a state such as Utah, where you hear in the episode goes as low as minus 16 degrees. And where he has training at 5 a.m. in the morning. If that was me, man, I'll just man, I'll just lay in bed and just you know roll myself up like a marshmallow that's about to go on the campfire. But it's one to it's amazing how far Keenan has come and also on top of that that Keenan he has the bad bragging rights in regard to being the first person I've interviewed in the United States, especially in Utah. So once again I do hope some you take something out of it. And also on top of that, I just want to say thank you to those that have left a rating. Or review especially on the podcast on the apple podcast uh, it's wonderful to see how far the podcast is coming where it's going right now and especially the amount of downloads and the nations that is reached out to and i just want to say thank you so much it means a lot um, to see that the podcast is growing and i do hope that not only just remain <clears throat> just remain gain more guests but hopefully the way to be consistent in regards to you know hopefully more Fijians, you know, will be putting up to share, putting up their hands to share their story. So once again, I'm going to give this moment in time where we hear Mr. Keenan Hughes share his story as an everyday Fijian. Enjoy the podcast. Take care and mother. Hey, Hello. Hello. Hey, morning, Bob. How's it going? Morning, nice to meet you. How's, how's it going good over here? Uh, good, man. Awesome, man. I've, uh, first of all, just uh, welcome to the podcast. And uh, secondly, man, you're my you're my first guest in the United States of um, from the United States of America. So it's a huge uh, it's a huge honor to have you on this podcast, Tangani. Uh, it's an honor being here. Thank you for having me. No worries, no worries. No, let's get straight into it. So once again, welcome to the Everyday Fijians podcast. Um, this will be the opportunity for you to share your story as an everyday Fijian, living in an everyday world, sharing the everyday story. So without further ado, bro, um, first of all, um, just, um, yeah, just, um, what is your full name, Tangani? Your, your full name, including your middle name, bro? Um, Keenan Latrell Joseph Hughes. All right, cool, bro. And where in Fiji your parents hail from, Tangan? Uh, so I had to do some research for this because uh, it was a little. Uh, it's not something I knew personally. Yeah, it's, yep. uh, my parents are, you know. So um, my dad is part Fijian, Tongan, someone in European. Okay. And his his dad is uh. Actually, his my great grandfather is uh, Fijian, and my great grandmother is someone. And uh, my grandfather hails from Vatua Village in Ba. Yep. And uh, my great grandfather from my dad's side, who's my my grandmother's father, is uh, from Levuka, and he originally came from Cornwall in London. Wow, man, that's a, that's that's an awesome uh, that's an awesome history there, bro. It's, uh, it's wonderful that you've searched it up. 
and especially with all those links and the heritage that you possess, it's uh, wonderful to see that, bro. It's uh, wonderful to uh, to know your, you know, to know your roots. So acknowledge, you know, acknowledgement to your dad and also your your lineage before that, bro. Um, on top mm-hmm. of that, man, um, your upbringing, you know, what was it like? What was your upbringing like during your early days, you know, from your early days till now, bro? And I'm going to give you this platform just to uh, share your story, you know, share your, your early days, bro. So, uh, growing up, uh, my, obviously my parents, a uh, big part of that, they um, grew up a lot, like with the, uh, around the sea and stuff, uh, every Sunday, you know, my Parents used to take us out to the beach on our boat, spend like all the weekends and stuff by the beach, uh, swimming, fishing, building little rafts and stuff, building billies and, you know, just spending time with our, you know, a little group that we used to go out with. And honestly, I feel like that was a huge part of my life. Just, uh, mm. uh, you know, getting to appreciate the ocean and the way, like the Fijian way of life. Cause yep. Being in America here is like, I feel like that's something I, I really miss. It's just mm. uh, you know, growing up next to the ocean. Because, I mean, here in Utah, it's pretty far away. And, mm. like, uh, just, yeah, really appreciate those those moments growing up. And uh, so my primary school life, uh, I attended Yetsen. Oh, so uh, you're from Yetsen? Yeah, I'm from Yetsen. Oh, okay, okay. So my dad went to grandma, which is uh so yeah, it's, and my my mom actually went to Yetsen when oh, she nice. was uh growing up, yeah. So primary school I attended Yetsen. Um my parents at first they I obviously I'm into basketball now, but growing up my parents gave me a lot of freedom to play many of the different sports that I wanted to. Mm. And uh Sports, obviously, sports is pretty big in Fiji, no matter what it is, uh, especially yep. like rugby, basketball, all that stuff growing up. i super thankful that I had the opportunity to to take part in all those different sports growing up. And I feel like sports has really molded me to the person I am today. And uh, all thanks to my parents as well. Um, growing up, my, my grandfather from my mom's side also played a a big role in my life, um, especially like in the spiritual sense. Mm. Um, he used to take me to church every Sunday growing up, and yep. I feel like that was uh, like pretty big in my development. Is because you know, like sports and God, and like in Fiji, is a pretty big thing. Like no matter what you do, or you always give thanks to the Lord. Hundred mm, percent, bro. And I feel like. He, he, like, you know, taught me how to pray, took me to church every day and taught me how to, like, really appreciate and thank the Lord for everything. Um, sadly, when he passed away and when I was in, I think, class five, fifth grade, yep. it was a big, it was a big blow to me, especially and to my family as well. Um, I feel like at the time that was a, a pretty difficult moment in my life and, but like growing up that I feel like he prepared me for like something like that to happen, you know? Mm. So like in the sense that like no matter what hardships you go through, always turn to the Lord and like he'll he'll pull you through anything. Mm. Amen. So, bro. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So during that time in my life, um my after my grandfather passed away a couple months later my dad got really sick. Yeah. And um, at the time, my parents, like, tried not to show it, but, like, my dad was really, like, going downhill from there, and, mm. but, like, you know, they, they stayed strong, and for me and my sisters, they, like, they showed, they never showed us that they were struggling at all, and honestly, I feel like that's a really big part, that played a really big part to me as well, like, growing up, I got to understand that, you know, um, they, like no matter what hardships they were going through, they they kept us like kept the foundation strong for all of us growing up at home, so that we could still like get through on get on through our lives and still be able to to get on with whatever we had going on in school without one like 
without having to worry about what they were going through, which is just pretty big for me. Um, at the time, my, my parents, they took a trip to New Zealand to go uh, for my dad's health, and my grandmother stayed home with us. So eventually my dad got well, and my parents thought, like, you know, after that moment, we really need to, like, turn to God and stuff because through all those hardships, he helped us through. So, yeah, I feel like in the spiritual sense, that really was a big moment in my life and my family as well. Mm, um, is, mm. Yeah. Man, that, that also, amen, bro. Look, uh, of course, condolences, of course, with the loss of granddad, but it was awesome to see that uh, him raising up and, you know, you know, going to church on those Sundays and, it, you know, just as that shaped you to the, you know, the way you are today. Um, on top of that as well, but of course, so, you know, yet send, you know, super grammar, um, of course, the lions, um, on top of that as well. Um, what got into, what got into basketball? Just as you mentioned, your parents, you know, you know, put you into any sport possible to, to see where you go, but what got you, what really got you to play in basketball, bro? Yeah. So like I was saying, uh, growing up, my parents, uh, my, my dad and my uh, most of my family members, they played for the Fiji National. Growing up, they never tried to get me into it because they wanted me to figure out my own path, which I really appreciated. And, oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, but eventually growing up, basketball became um, pretty big in my life because, like, you know, after asking Dad about a couple stories and stuff, it made me, like, you know, inspired to continue on the family tradition Yep. to become a basketball player. And... Uh, my my family back home plays rugby as well, but I feel like my like my dad and my uncle they were the like one of the first from my family to to split from that and play basketball. So it felt like you know I had to carry on the tradition. Um, my dad uh played for the Fiji national team and then eventually uh came over to the U.S. to play college basketball for a junior mm. college in uh, Ridgecrest, California. So, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I wanted to follow my dad's footsteps and try and, you know, come play college basketball in the U.S. And so when I got to secondary, I had that opportunity to play. And uh, I remember uh, when I was just in primary school and the secondary school boys would be training on the courts, I would be – I would try and sneak my way on, you know, just to get a few shots up. And <laughs> – Every once in a while, the coach would just chase me and chase me and chase me. But <laughs> me and my me and my friends just didn't know how to say, didn't know the meaning of no, I guess, at the time. And we just kept going back and kept going back until eventually the coach looked at us and was like, well, if you guys want to, if you guys are going to be here, you might as well train with us. So mm. the next day he told us to bring our chains. And at first we were a bit lamu. We didn't want to go there and get shown up by all the high school boys. Yeah, yep. But uh, eventually it got to the point where it's like you want to prove yourself to them, you know, like you want to take that opportunity and show what you've got. Uh, at the time, my dad, uh, he was he understood that I was pretty uh, into basketball. So he started like getting me into it, uh, built a, like a little rim at home for me to shoot around outside. So I was out there every day getting shots mm -hmm. up and stuff. So then by the time I got to school, I had like a, I had a pretty good skill set to match up against the bigger boys in high school. Although I was smaller, I, I still wanted to go out there and prove myself. And uh, I guess eventually, um, the coach for Yetzen, uh, William Peter, he gave me the opportunity to play, and I guess from there it, it took off. And by my First year, year nine, I guess. Uh, form three, I got to play for the for Yetzen in in the district championship, and we managed to win it. And uh, I came away with the MVP trophy in the process. Oh, and nice! Like nice. just that for me at the time was like you know a pretty big morale booster. Mm. Just seeing like how far I've come and how I could like and. I mean, it was in the blood anyway, so I had to, I had to try. <laughs> and 
also at the time um the under 15 national team was also uh going through a selection process because there was an oceania tournament in uh, Papua new guinea yep and uh, i was i think 14 at the time and i think i was the youngest person on the team trying out and i asked my parents about it and they were like yeah go for it and so my goal at the time was you know like i felt like i wasn't the biggest or the most skilled but i just had the the mindset to go there and like do my best and i had to make it like that was my mindset like at this age if i can make it here like with these boys on this team i can like the sky's the limit for me i can push myself as hard as i can and i know i'll make it anywhere so mm. at the time it was a couple rough months of training waking up early mornings uh afternoons to like seven at night lots of running but I guess in the end it, it paid off, and uh, I got I managed to get selected uh, to the to the twelve that was going uh, to Papua New Guinea, and honestly that was a really great experience for me. Uh, learning how to, because going there, like I understood then and there that the, the standard of basketball in Fiji was never like was not as high as it was compared to like Australia, New Zealand, and the countries that we played against. Mm. And I remember going to that competition. I was, I did decent, but I remember my last game, I managed to score 12 points, which was at the time my highest. And mm. um, I got, I was pretty blessed to have my dad come with me on the trip. And uh, he, I remember after that, that last game, he looked at me and he told me like, you know, you have to do now, right? And I was, I just looked at him and I said, yep, I'm going to get better for next year. Yeah. I know what I'm, I know what to expect now. I know the physicality. I know the skill set that I need to have in order to compete like with these boys at this level. So, um, I made it my goal to, to get there and to improve. And, um, from four year 10, I started lifting more. I started, uh, started growing a little bit more. I started getting stronger to the point where I could compete against the men, like actual men and like hold my own and even like do pretty well. And then another opportunity came where there was another competition, uh, under 18 competition uh, that was taking place in Australia and Victoria. So uh, me and a group of other boys made, uh, made a team and trained throughout the, throughout the year. And we managed, to, uh, we took a trip up during Jan at the time, I think I was 16. And for me, it was, I was able to, to hold my own against those boys. And even, I wouldn't say dominate to a point, but I was comfortable scoring, comfortable defending. And like, it made me understand that my development was only just beginning. And I was able to hold my own against like under 18 boys that were a lot bigger, a lot stronger, but I was getting to a point where I could compete and hold my own. And so eventually COVID hit and that was a time where my development I thought was at a really good place. I was getting a lot better. Um, starting to, like I just made it into the, um, the training squad for the men's national team back home. Mm. And then COVID hit and everything shut down. And so all the competitions went on hold and for a couple couple of months it was pretty rough because at the time it was like like what do I do now like yeah. how do I keep how do I keep this development going yep so um I guess at the time I had like my rim at home and I had like a couple weights at home so at the time it was just like you know just put my head down keep working and yeah eventually the opportunity will present itself and when it does I I will be ready for it and I know everyone at the time was probably like not didn't have the same mindset as me. So I was, I wanted to come back knowing that I I want to have the upper advantage against everyone and be able to dominate when things do get back to normal. And eventually when it did, I, um, we had the national competition back at home for uh, secondary schools, high schools and I managed to show out there and it was 
it was really a really great experience for me and for my team. We made it to the finals that game, uh, down by 10 in the second half, but we managed to come back, but just lose by, I think, two or three points to Morris Brothers High School, which still stinks to this day because I have really good friends at that school. They always remind me about it. But <laughs> Bit of bad today. Yep. <laughs> but okay. but uh, yeah, there's so many great memories. And at the same time, it was really great for my development, seeing that like basketball was like coming back slowly and slowly. And um, yeah, and eventually uh, when the new variant hit and everything else went on lockdown again, I think this was um, March of last year. Yep. I, the same thing basically happened again. So I just put my head down, continued to work. And uh, my parents ended up coming up with the idea of trying to send me uh, overseas to come and play and to school because they didn't know what the situation was back home or whether things would go back to normal within the year. Yep. And uh, coming into my third year, I just didn't know if I had the time to, the time to waste. So eventually, um, uh, up in Utah, one of the coaches at uh, Wasatch Academy, he's also from Fiji and played for Fiji at the same, uh, as well. Um, he told my parents that I should, I should come up here and play, and instead of going to, like, instead of trying to get to college from there, I should get into this high school system here, so that the transition over to college would be easier. Mm. So, at the time, it felt like everything was happening really quickly. Yeah, and like I didn't want to believe at first that I was going, I was going to come because at the time it was just an idea. Mm. And so I just continued to work and stuff. And, but slowly by slowly, every single day and every single week, like, it, like the realization started happening and it was like, this could actually become a reality. Like I could actually be going to the States. And um, it got to the point where it was like, you need to get this form signed, this form signed. And it was basically just like day for day seeing what would happen to the point where it was like my parents were like you're leaving next week you only have a week left to go well that's pretty and good work. yeah so at the time I hadn't seen my friends for months so like coming here was pretty I wouldn't say it was like rushed but like I'm big on family and friends back home mm. and just not being able to see everyone for a couple months beforehand was rough at first yeah and like leaving without seeing a couple of them as well was also very like kind of hard on me but at the same time it was like this opportunities here like I've, I've been working for this i've continued to work even though like through covid and stuff so when it was time to get on the bus i was like like I'm going to go there and make the most of this opportunity for my family and for the people back home. Mm. So I guess that's how I ended up here. Wonderful. Bro. Um, um, so just to, just to clear the air. So you're saying you're there from primary and secondary, a uh, primary and secondary um, school. Uh, I was there for primary second, uh, like most of secondary. Yep. And then when I was in, Year 11. Actually, no. When I was in year 12, my parents decided to, to send me over. So when I came to the States, I went a year back because oh, of the, okay. how the school system works and stuff. Yes, yes. All right. And on top of that, when COVID hit, you were still in Fiji. Yes. Oh, I see. I see. But on top of that as well, bro, like, you know, it's amazing that you shared your story, you know, from, you know, playing yet saying, you know, of course, getting the MVP. You know, scoring, you know, scoring twelve points, which was the personal best, and seeing where you are, you know, the way I was, especially now in the, the states. Um, of course, as you mentioned before, everything was going fast, but then was it hard? Was it hard when you no, know, you know, in order to excel in your career, you got to go to the states? But of course, as you mentioned, missing family and friends. Was it um, 
was it pretty was it you know as you went into the plane or was you as you went to the airport was it starting to sink in for yourself brother that, oh man this is going to be a this is going to be a hard journey but i know but knowing that yes it's going to be challenging hard but there's going to be rewards at the end of it yeah so uh like like you said everything was happening really fast and i didn't really get to even when i got to the states and to the school in utah i didn't have the time to like think about how much i missed home it was just mm. you know adapt and get used to the environment as quick as possible but like i think maybe a week in the school did like a a hike up a mountain yep and i'd never gone hiking before in my life <laughs> and being 6000 feet up from sea level compared to 0 yep. feet above sea level from home it was quite a big big jump for me and just climbing that mountain and like at the time i thought it was going to be you know just a one hour climb because mountains in fiji are usually that tall yeah this is a four hour climb and oh my <laughs> i guess during that four hours it was like a moment for me just climbing up by myself i was thinking like i really am far from home and far from everyone and like i'm actually here now and like at the time it made things a little a little harder being far from home and it made me realize like how much i will miss everything and how much i do miss everything but i mean the support from home and from my family and everything is what keeps is what's kept me going mm. and like just every day them are constantly checking up on me asking how i'm doing i guess that's but that's fueled me to continue working hard and to keep on going. Awesome, man. Awesome. Yeah, I guess that was the realization climbing that mountain. Wonderful, man. How about this one, bro? How about when you, you know, when you landed in Utah? Well, I'm, you know, come from Fiji and, you know, of course Utah is not, you know, at times it can be uh, very cold. Um, what was it like when you were in Utah and the difference in what was it like in the difference in weather? So, as soon as I got here, um I was I was freezing coming off the plane mm. but to to everyone here it was just normal and I as soon as I landed and came to the school they had 5 a.m. practice the Whoa. next morning and I was I was a little jet lagged but at the time I wanted to like you know get straight into it yeah like just to get my mind off of everything get straight into it get working and it was quite an experience i woke up in the morning walked out of out of my room and it was freezing cold and i walked into the gym in the morning and it was freezing cold and yet these guys were in like their usual vests and stuff shorts getting ready to go and i was trying not to freeze cuz i couldn't feel my fingers dribbling the ball at the time Bruh. and and the altitude as well was pretty difficult cuz i went one one time up and down the court and i was completely breathless mm. and so everyone was telling me oh it'll take a while for you to adjust but i didn't want to like i didn't want to stop i didn't want to like show people that that affected me and then straight after that we got into the gym and got a couple laps in and my ankle cramped up and i was like no way i can't do this like it's going to take me a little while i can't just jump straight into this mm. and that was just coming in it was around i think september when i came up so it was just around like autumn autumn season fall and then when it came to winter it was it was an experience i had never seen snow in my entire life and it is not fun <laughs> okay <laughs> even after months of experiencing it it is not fun at all <laughs> <laughs> to um bird just to give a listen um just to give the listeners a sort of view How cold does it get in Utah? What's the lowest um what's the lowest it can get in Utah, bro? Uh so at one time I remember waking up in the morning and it was well from what I've experienced it's been I think minus 16 degrees Celsius. Minus 16, bro. Yes, minus that's 16. A, that's a way different to the weather in Fiji, man, but <laughs> way different. So minus sixteen, and bro, I still can't get up. You get up, get up for five a.m. practice, five a.m. basketball practice for me, bro. When I was in high school, 
we have practice at seven o'clock, but I never heard of having practice at five a.m. in the morning. But that's uh, that's pretty out there, bro. It was, it was quite. Um, I mean, we used to do the same back in Fiji, but you know, when when you wake up, it's still the same temperature as when you went to sleep. Mm. Uh, over here, it's as soon as you go to bed and you wake up the next morning, it's dropped like at least ten degrees. So it was a real wake up call, I guess you could say. Because walking to practice and stuff, quite painful. But I guess you get used to it after a bit. And you're used to it now, bro? You're used to it now after, you know, being there and being in Utah for a bit? Uh, yeah, I guess you could say I'm used to it now. All right, nice, nice, man. Just another question, bro. Um, you know, you mentioned, of course, you had the bum. You know, there was a basketball coach there in Utah that was a former Fiji rep. Um, when you mentioned that, the I thought of another feature, but I don't know if it's the same person. I'm Valerie. Valerie, yes, Valerie. Uh, Nanimo, I think. Yes, yes. Is she around in? Where? Um, she's in uh, Michigan, eh? Yeah, she she currently is. I think the assistant coach for Michigan women's basketball. So it's oh, pretty okay. cool. Okay, nice, nice. Do you get in touch with um, Valerie or any other Fijians living around, you know, playing basketball around the, in America or so? Um, not many that I've heard of, but my coach, um, that's here right now. He's, he knows quite a couple of people. Um, I haven't gotten in touch with, uh, Miss Valerie yet, but I'm sure I will at some point. Nice, nice, man. Nice. Cause it's, uh, like I'm starting to see, I don't know if you may agree with me, but I'm starting to see that, you know, basketball, you know, is, is it, is it sort of on the rise, especially amongst Fijians? Um, playing back in Fiji, um, whether it be men or female, whether it be the males or the females. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, of course, Fiji will always be a rugby nation, but mm. uh, it's it's really nice to see how basketball is slowly developing and becoming more and more. Um, how do I say, like more and more of a like of an interest back home because yeah. I know a lot of people are interested in rugby, but it's nice to see a lot of development for basketball in Fiji, especially in the youth, because I feel like that's that's how you really get the interest going. Yeah. And, like, for future competitions and stuff, that's how you get, like, a lot of a lot more interest in the sport. Yeah, yeah, that's good to see, because I'm, like, for me, I'm starting to see a lot of, you know, of course, as you mentioned, that rugby is big in Fiji. Rugby is, of course, a national sport, but, like, you just starting to see that other sports... Other sports are starting to creep out, such as basketball or weightlifting or, you know, even netball or, you know, other branches are starting to rise up, showing that, you know, there's there's a lot of talent back home in Fiji. But for yourself, for, but for yourself, uh, Keenan, playing basketball and that, especially in the U.S., has it increased your development, has it increased your knowledge of the game, knowing that, you know, it's more than just dribbling ball and shooting pointing, but there's other aspects of the game for you to develop and making yourself a better basketball player? Oh, definitely. I feel like um, coming coming from Fiji, you you pretty much play everyone and they're like the same size as you. So yeah. I'll come in here. It's like you play against seven footers. Yep, guys that can that that can dunk the ball and play above the rim. So it's a pretty big change and a different aspect of the game that you don't really get at home. Mm. So I feel like that's pretty big for my development and like learning how to play against guys that are that tall, that skilled, that athletic. Yeah, and like the opportunity to bring that back home and show kids how to like finish over taller players, especially since like it's not that we don't have the tall players back home. It's just that the development isn't there yet, which which is understandable. But I feel like in the coming years, there's going to be a lot more uh, development back home. And and yeah, I feel like that has being here in America, all the different aspects of basketball, whether it be skill work um or just uh weight room in general just getting stronger uh coming here you learn a lot more about your body uh, mm-hmm. a lot more about uh different positions how to play those positions well um and just how to be really effective at what you do and in your position um if you can learn like those different aspects well and those different aspects and like really uh, mold that into your game, I feel like you have a really good chance at 
like playing at the next level and stuff, which is what I've learned so far. Yeah, man, because I'm just seeing like from you know, of course, basketball is big in the states, and for myself, watching you know here in Australia, you know, well, with Netflix, watching documentaries such as The Last Dance involving Michael Jordan and the, the Chicago Bulls and Michael Jordan's runners, you know, winning six rings and also on top of um, you know, other documentaries on college basketball such as Last Chance You. And mm-hmm. uh, and of course on the Michigan Wolverines um back in the States. But it's just it's something to see, especially with basketball. Um, as you mentioned, you know, you're 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 going against seven footers, you know, you're going against people, you know, that can shoot three pointers and that it's and it's uh you know, it's wonderful that how you've explained it, knowing that it's different and it's you know it's more competitive. Of course, basketball being the heartland, you know, USA being the heartland of basketball, and everyone wants to play basketball. You know, everyone wants to be like a Stephen Curry or LeBron James or even a Michael Jordan. But it just shows that you know hard work and hard effort has to be put into it. And it's amazing for yourself, bro, that you know leaving the shores of Fiji and coming to the states. And developing yourself into a better player. My question on top of that, bro, is that what advice would you give to Fijians back at home that want to, you know that are playing basketball and they want to achieve? You know, what advice would you want to, you know, would you give them to make it where you are right now, especially in the states? Honestly, I feel like um, just being prepared for whatever opportunity presents itself, and yeah. not being afraid to take that opportunity when it does come, because Obviously, being back home in Fiji, um, I feel like you don't get as much exposure as you would being like in the States or being in Australia or something. So I feel like um, my advice to the younger guys back home would be just to continue to develop, continue to to work on your game as best you can and um, to take whatever opportunity presents itself and make sure you give your 110% or whatever you do. Nice, nice, awesome, awesome, uh, Keenan. Wonderfully said, bro. Um, top of that, bro. What what differences do you see? The differences you see now compared to back then in Fiji. Differences when I mean, you know, how can I say, um, in a basketball sense or in a living sense. Uh, what what differences have you seen, uh, for yourself? Um, from what I've seen, I think. Uh, from the stories that my my parents told me growing up, yes. I remember them saying that basketball used to be quite a big thing back home. And I guess um, in my youth and in my days growing up, I feel like that wasn't um, that like I feel like it it had dropped off mm. to the point where it wasn't really big for the youth back then. Yep. And I guess now there's a lot more um, competitions. There's a lot more interest and uh, especially in the youth and I feel like that's really important and I guess as that continues there'll be a lot more competitions that are, that come up there'll be a lot more opportunities for the kids and a lot more um, a lot more competition at the national level where really that's where uh, we can like showcase the Fijian basketball like Fiji basketball in general to the world yep and uh yeah, I feel like the in a competitive in a competitive sense, uh things have definitely improved. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah, it's, uh, you're right about that. I've seen that you know, what your parents said that basketball was big back in the day because um uh, my uncle and daddy he's passed on. He he was a basketballer, he loved his basketball and he had a team back in uh back in Suva called the Mighty Derricks. I don't know if they still, um, you know, it's just, I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, they still play. They still play. Ah, oh, okay, the Mighty Derricks. Mm-hmm, back in Aronga. Yes, yes, that's it, bro, that's it, man. Yeah, but I could used to play for them. And, uh, you know, back in that Aronga area, you know, Bas, you know, they have their, their street comps. And yeah. um, I still remember the time seeing my uncle play and, you know, the Mighty Derricks and all those other teams, you know, street basketball and, you know, people screaming from the sidelines and, you know, people, you know, you know, Fijians and the, you know, the spectators. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, just seeing that, it brought back some memories. But it's wonderful that you've said that you know, basketball, you know, it's, it's starting to get up again. Like, um, if you if you listen, to, if there's one previous podcast that I did, He's based here, but now he's in the States as well. His name is uh, Dumburu Naivalorua. He's, he was based here in Sydney, Australia. 
and now he's going oh, to play. Cool. Play, I think in uh, I think he's based in California. His aim is to get into college as well, and hopefully get an NBA contract as well. And such as yourself, uh, Kenis, um, it's good to see that you know the advice that you bring because hard work pays off. Hard work mm-hmm. pays off when you work hard, and you know if you put your mind to it, and um, you know many things can be achieved when you believe. And it's it's good to see that where you are now, but especially in Utah. But also on top of that, being in Utah, is there like a big, um, how can I say, a big Tongan community there as well due to the Mormons? Oh yeah, there's a big Tongan, big Polynesian community, big uh, Tongan Samoan community. Yep. Nice. Um, quite a few Fijians as well, I think. Oh, okay. Cool, cool. Is um, and with basketball, is there most of them play basketball as well, such as yourself? Um, it it depends because a lot of the Polynesians, along with basketball, they also are pretty big on football. Ah, okay, all right, all right. yeah. Because uh, I guess football being closer to rugby and having more opportunities to go to college and yep. play in the NFL and stuff like that, I guess that's more what they're focused on but there are quite a quite a few as well that play basketball and with that with that sort of island community in utah does that make you more feel comfortable as well knowing okay you're not the only islander there there's other island communities where they can relate to oh yeah definitely um i've been to two states so far so in california and in in utah and seeing the seeing the different communities there especially uh, the fijian and the polynesian communities it's been Pretty pretty welcoming to see like all these different people from from the islands that have made it here as well and have shared their stories with me and stuff. And it's I guess it's brought me a sense of like closer to home, you know. Mm. Nice, nice man. And on top of that as well, bro. Like you know, was it challenging at first when you first came to the states? Of course, everything over there, like in Fiji and. You know, you know, using the metric system as in kilograms and, you know, those sort of... Was it um difficult at first trying to, you know, go into the States and knowing that they still do everything imperial with the pounds and everything like that? So you had to sort of figure out what's the calculation towards, you know, doing those, you know, changing to pounds and all this and that? Uh, at first, it was just a little confusing. Yeah. Um, and even even with their driving and everything, they drive on the different side of the road. <laughs> yep, um, yep. I remember when I first got to the airport, uh, my coach came to pick me up and I tried to get into the driver's seat and he looked at me <laughs> about to like, laugh his head off and I was like, oh, shucks, my bad, my bad. At, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was pretty pretty funny. And then when it comes to the weight room and stuff, I'm used to the kilos and stuff back home. Yeah. And so when I was in the weight room, I just had to get my phone out to get a converter to figure out what I was lifting back home and what is the conversion in pounds and stuff. So I guess it's not too too hard to to adjust to, but um, I guess like it's it's definitely different. Yeah, <laughs> man, I can relate to that on many aspects. So I went to the states in 2013, and I did the same thing as you when I went to the driver <laughs> yeah, the driver's side. I opened the door, and then my cousin was laughing. So you want to drive? He said, "What?" And then when I opened, oh, this is the driver's seat. And then on top of that as well, and on top of that as well, bro, what lifted me up, because i got family living in the States. When I heard mm-hmm. my cousin speaking, and they had the American accent, I said, bro, this is, bro, this is something else, man. This is, I was just flipping out. I said, what? You guys got the American accent? It was just, and it was just something else. But look, man, that's that's the thing when you live in the calm, you know, when you live in a country such as America or England, or any other country, you, you know, your accents uh, change, so... Yeah, so I'm glad I'm not the only one when it came to the you know the driving part of it. Move, moving on, uh, moving on, Keenan. Look, what do, what do you love about Fiji, bro? I know you're based in Utah, but you know what do, what do you love about home? Um, I'm big on family and friends, and over the years I've had like a ton of friends that have become family over the over the over the years, and I guess um I miss I miss that a lot. And another thing that I do miss the most is, like, the warmth, the weather, um, like, the environment in general, just being around, like, I guess when you're home, you, like, you don't really come to appreciate it. But when you get here, it's, like, the values that everyone has back home is so much different from here. And you come to appreciate that and miss it a lot. Um, 
I miss the food. I haven't had good seafood in so long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the weekends back home, my mother used to, every Saturday, go to the market, get seafood and stuff, and then she'd cook up a storm back home. Yeah. Oh, and I miss mom cooking as well. Oh, mate. Oh, that's, that's, that's wonderful, man. You know, nothing beats mom's cooking, bro. Nothing beats, nothing beats a mom's cooking, eh? Definitely. <laughs> All right, bro. All right. Then since we're on cooking... We're gonna go on favorite Fijian cuisine. So pretend pretend right now in Utah, I know it's a Sunday afternoon over here it's in yep. the morning. Uh you got a table in front of you, you know, you got uh you know it's, I call this the favorite Fijian cuisine. I do this with all my guests. So you got breakfast, lunch, dinner, and dessert. Fijian cuisine. So we're gonna start off with breakfast, bro. What would you have for breakfast? Ooh. Um uh, back home, I mean, I used to just have plain wheat bix banana every morning, but I mean that's not exactly Fijian. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I think one thing I do miss is bambakau. Ah, oh, bro, yeah, yeah. Bambakau jam in the morning, and I miss having cheese bun as well from the bakery. Oh, nice. Because they don't have that here. And nice and hot and fresh, hey. Oh yeah. <laughs> Okay, that's breakfast. It's a that's a heavy breakfast there, bro. All right, lunch. Lunch would probably have to be Ooh. Um Uh would be a good lunch. To be honest, there's so many I could choose from, but it'd have to be a tie between either beef curry. Or a nice seafood lunch. <laughs> okay, all right. That's nice. That's nice. Have a dinner mm-hmm. then. Oof. Now that'd have to be a nice lovo pack. <laughs> bro, we're fresh, fresh out the earth. Bro, we're going, we're going heavy here, bro. We're going heavy here, bro. All right. Oh, and yeah. then if you still have room, dessert. What would be for dessert? Dessert? Um... Does it have to be a Fijian cuisine or could it be like anything in general? Oh, anything in general for this one. Um, my mom and my grandmother, they used to make a, like the best pineapple pie and the best banana cake in the world. I, I swear. <laughs> nice, nice, man. All right. So, banana, we'll, we'll, we'll work that both in, bro. So, pineapple pie and banana cake. Bro, mm-hmm. the amount of, um, bro, the amount of food you've chosen for your table, man, you probably, Probably be um probably be the same way as Shaquille O'Neal, but hopefully you'll be able to shoot some free, <laughs> shoot some free throws, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to run after that, but it's definitely a good meal. All right, cool, cool, bro. All right, look, next one I've got here has got Man Rushmore. So I know Man Rushmore has four faces, but this form this one is five. So five people, whether it be famous people or family, you put on your Man Rushmore. But I'm gonna I'm gonna try and change it here. I'm gonna make you have two Man Rushmores. One man, run, man, one man Rushmore would be famous people, family. But the second man Rushmore would be basketball players. Basketball players you put on the one, one, one man Rushmore and your general man Rushmore on the, same, on the first one. So we're going to go with the first man Rushmore. Which five people would you put on your man Rushmore would be famous people, family? Famous people or family. Um, obviously, my parents... Yep. Um, they've been really influential in my life, um, especially when it comes to my sport and my life in general. You know. Yep. Um, second. Wait, do the parents count as one, or I'll put the parents up for there too? So you got three more, bro. Sorry about that. <laughs> all good. All good. Um, it's gonna have to be my grandfather. Uh. And just his influence on my life growing up, church, mm-hmm. uh, my spiritual life. Yep. Um, ooh, this is where it gets tough. Um, I'm going to have to say, I'm going to say my coach, Coach William Peters back home in Fiji. Yep. Um, I mean, without him, without him chasing me a couple times off the court, I probably wouldn't be in the position I am today. Yeah, yep. Um, 
I don't know, just always trying to prove to him that I am the player that I want to be and and him giving me the opportunity to to play and to excel at my sport. I feel like I'm I'm really grateful for that mm. and that I'll put him up there. And um oh shucks, I got one more. You just had to you just had to give me just five. Sorry, bro. <laughs> you can put at the bottom you can put at the bottom of the man rushmore. Hashtag I love you so I love all my other family. Yeah, def- definitely gonna have to leave that down there. <laughs> hey, um, one more, bro. One more. One more. Okay. Um one more. Ah, this is rough. Um. No, right, bro. You're not the only one. You're not the only one that's been caught up in this. Uh, caught up in this situation. Shucks, I hope not. <laughs> um, I probably have to say my grandmother. Nice. She's nice. been. Yeah, growing up, she's always been. Uh, with me and my sisters and helping my parents out and she bakes the best banana cake ever. Nice, bro. Best nice. shepherd's pie ever. Oh, nice, nice, nice. All right, bro. So that's your that's your man, Rushmore. So I always have Jeff, the architect. He'll do that and you put at the bottom. I love everyone else. So you're all at the bottom. At the man yeah. All right. I love everyone else. I'm just saying enough. <laughs> okay. Now this is the um, the reason why I mentioned this other man Rushmore because we are basketball. Um, man Rushmore, your top your top five basketballers, you know, on your the other man Rushmore. Who would you put? See, you know, I know I'm gonna get a lot of hate for this because uh, everyone has their own opinion. Yeah, all good, bro. This this is your this is your moment, bro. <laughs> all good, man. All right. So first of all, I'm gonna have to put my dad. I mean. He may not be, he may not have made it to the NBA, but I mean, he was a pretty mean player back in the day, from what everyone always tells me. And yeah. even now, he can still score on me, I, I guess. But don't tell him I said that. Okay. <laughs> you probably hear but, this, but anyway. Yeah, I mean, I can drop as many points as I want, but he's still gonna, he's still gonna let me hear it every time he gets one. So. All right. All right. All right. So your dad has to be one. Second. I mean, like growing up, uh, I learned that I had a lot of family from San Francisco mm. and from the Bay. Yep. So, I mean, I know the Warriors are doing really well right now, but I'm going to have to say Steph Curry. Yep. I know people back home might yell at me for this because they're saying I'm a bandwagon or whatever, but I have family <laughs> there, so I got to I gotta support the Bay. Okay, okay, Steph Curry. All right. Um. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with with Michael Jordan. I mean, yes, thank you, thank you. You're the bad, bro. You're the bad. <laughs> You're the bad. He's white player, bro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, just watching his film back in the day and seeing how dominant he was. I mean, you can't not have him in your top five. So, yeah. yeah um, another person I'm gonna have to put is obviously Kobe. Oh yeah, bro. His his mentality to the game, yeah, uh, was just different. His uh, his work ethic, his his like relentlessness on the defensive and offensive end, I guess, is yeah. like truly inspiring, and it's something like I take from his game, and it's something I try to mold my game around. Yeah, man, Black Mamba, bro, Black Mamba, man. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And from my fifth, uh. My fifth. Oh, jeez, this is a tough one. Oh no, okay, I got one. Tracy McGrady. It's gonna have to be Tracy McGrady. I don't know if anyone knows who he is, um, back home, but so that's McRae. Uh, Tracy McGrady. Oh, bro, he played for Orlando, eh? Yeah, that's him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he was he was mean back in his prime. Yeah, bro. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember him. Yeah, man, he was a he was something else. He was a force on the field, bro. Yeah, I really like his game as well. 
Nice man, nice. That's a that's a mean top five, bro. As long as you said Michael Jordan in that, I was I was hoping you would. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're the man, bro. And if, as long as you have Michael Jordan, because Michael Jordan is he's my player. Because you know I was born as a nineties kid, even though I was born in eighty nine, but raised in the, you know as a nineties mm-hmm. kid, and everyone wanted to be like Mike. And everyone's played basketball like Michael Jordan. You know, wake up the Air Jordans, wear the number twenty-three, oh, yeah. wear the number twenty-three <laughs> singlet, or wear the Jordan singlet. Make sure shoot like Michael Jordan, jump like Michael Jordan, be bold like Michael Jordan. So, yeah, yeah I everyone, get that. everyone wants to be like Mike. So, yeah, man. But bro, that's it's wonderful to you, and also it's wonderful that you added your father, bro. And I just wanna. Just a massive shout out to your parents and your extended family back home in Fiji. It's wonderful that you keep mentioning them. So that's it's wonderful, man. Um, that's awesome to hear, bro. Moving on, man. We're near the end of it. We're near the end. But I just want to see. I want to ask you, bro. What is your five year goal, and what do you want to achieve in the future? You've achieved so much right now. You know, you're in college. You know, college in Utah. You played for Fiji. You know, you've done. You've done so much. You know, your MVP yet send. Went through, you know, secondary, secondary school until um, moving on to greener pastures. But what is your five-year goal, Tangan? What do you want to achieve, bro? Um, so I guess my five-year goal yeah. is to, uh, the next year, graduate from high school. Yep. Um, get good grades, get into a good college. Um, as well as playing basketball, I also, um, like, basketball isn't everything. Mm. And like life after basketball is, I guess, re- is really important as well. So I want to get a good education as well. Yep. Um, play college basketball. Uh, hopefully get a degree in the process. Nice. Uh, I want to study engineering when I get to college as well. So. Mm. Yeah, I guess that. Oh, and and I want to make the Fiji national team. Awesome, bro. Nice, yep. wonderful. That's one thing. I like how you said, you know, life after basketball, there's more to than basketball. Because as much, any regardless of any other sport, whether it be, you know, there has to always be a plan B. Because at times, you know, the reality is, you know, we may not, you know, we may not make it in the big of the leagues. But as long as you have something to fall on and then from an academic perspective, it's like, okay, this is another path I can to take in achieving what I'm achieve. So it's wonderful how you've, how you've said that, uh, I said to Keenan and that, but all, but all over, I do hope that you'll go all the best, go all the way and achieve new training, dreaming not only, um, you know, playing college over an NBA, but also making the Fiji national team, which will be in the wonderful team as well. I appreciate that. Thank you. No worries. Finally, um, the last one, bro. How important to you is uh, Fijian history or the Fijian way of life? Honestly, I feel like the Fijian way of life is molding me to the person I am today, you know, I, mm. I guess, I guess that's something really cheesy to say, but it's, it's really true. Um, like, as you know, the Fijians back home are really humble. They come from humble, humble beginnings. And even like, as more, like the more and more recognition they get, they always turn to God and turn to their family. And I guess that's, that's something I mold my character. I want to mold my character into, um, whether it be, you know, just doing chores at home or uh, studying or whether you get into trouble, get get the whack from mom or dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I guess all those little things have really made me into the person I am, whether it be like that, as I said, like being disciplined the hard way and learning from that later on or um, having uh, – and especially back home, like, I guess it takes a village to to raise a child. And I'm really grateful that uh, the people back home and the like, the people that I've been around over the last couple, uh, the last few years of my life have, I guess, really molded me into the person I am. And, uh, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm just really grateful for uh, everyone back home and the way that they made me into the person I am today. Nice, bro. That's awesome, man. That's awesome, man. Look, we're, we're at the end of our podcast, and I just want to say, Vinagawa Levo, for sharing your story, right. man. It's uh, it's wonderful to see where you are now. You're still a young fella, you know. What's surprising is, bro, that you're still a young fella, and it's amazing what you've achieved so far. So, 
And what I've taken out of this podcast, bro, is that hard work pays off. You know, and mm-hmm. it's wonderful to see where you are. And especially as with Dan, I just want to say thank you once again for being on this podcast. And look, I do wish you all the best. I do hope that we get to meet up. If I ever go to the States, go to the cold state of Utah. Hopefully, I'll oh, be waking up. Yeah, that'd be really nice to, to meet you. Hopefully, I won't be waking up 5 a.m. in the morning just to meet you for practice and that. But we'll <laughs> be at that later. <laughs> so, but anyway, bro, look, all the best. Thank you so much. And, you know, all the best in your future career, bro. Thank you. And thank you for having me on this podcast and letting me share my story. No worries, bro. Take care. I'm going to all the best, bro. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.